everybody. It is the second podcast. We are always wanting to help you live out your faith during the week. And that's really what this podcast is all about is kind of unpacking the message from the past weekend and getting after a little bit. So uh, we're just going to dive right in this week. And we got AP here. My name is Joe and Micah is here. Hello. Good evening. All right. Or good morning if you're listening to this in the morning. Or yeah. good afternoon if it's the afternoon hour. Did you guys ever see uh, the Truman Show? Yes. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, yeah, I like cool. it. Classic. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Really, it was a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, like, dude, what are you into, man? Let's just dive right in. I can't see you. Who are, who are you talking to? I'm talking to either one of you. Oh, okay. Whoever wants to dive in. Man, I can go. Um, yeah. So I don't have a ton of time for like extracurriculars at the moment uh, because of school. Um, but because of that, when I do uh, take a breather, I do like watching stand up comedy. Although the last couple I've watched haven't been that great. So I, I watched like Ray Romano's and that was underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Fluffy has a new one that was, it was decent. Nice. And then, uh, what was the Sebastian? You know, oh, the, yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco. If you've never seen him. That's he's, the Italian uh, guy, right? Yeah, he's hilarious. I saw him uh, live. He's hilarious. I love yeah, him. Yeah, I would love to see him live. But, yeah, yeah so uh, that's kind of what I've been spending my time on. Um, that and documentaries. So it just depends mm. on the day. But, yeah, yeah, I go from, like, laughing to, like, complete, like, information overload with a documentary. It, yeah. It's pretty crude, but probably the single funniest stand-up that I've ever watched in my whole entire life is from Chris Porter. Uh, it's called Ugly and Angry. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just how angry he is at the world, and he's such an ugly man. And it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's if you can get if you can get past the crude humor, it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my whole entire life. He spends awesome. roughly twenty. It, it's like an hour long, and he spends probably twenty minutes talking about Taco Bell. It's it's kind of amazing. Love it. Yeah. We uh, so those of you that don't know, Micah is our music lead, so he's not our stand up comedian lead. Although that could be a thing in the future. That'd be awesome. Not gonna put it. I'm not gonna rule it out. Blending the two. Yeah, C- musical comedy lead at second place. That could be a good thing. Yeah. I'd we're, like we're, to get a hold of John Chris and see if he'll come do uh, his thing at our church. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but only if he has a guitar or a keyboard or a or a guitar, which is always a good a good instrument to learn how to play. I'm sure we can lend him one. Yeah. So what about you, AP? So I'm into the fact that uh, it's almost Tunes Day. What's up? As in tuning my car. Um, this past weekend, it, I know you guys can see you see that. So I went to pull. I went to pull a socket off of a ratchet, and it wouldn't come off, so I, sometimes you got to, like, flick it off the screwdriver. But I was laying on my back, so I did that, and it just, like, shot right at my eye. It was awesome. And uh, it was actually, like, super swollen. You can't see it, but there's kind of a bruise there, and it was, like, bleeding and stuff, so that was kind of Tell me cool. it was, like, one of those, like, beefy two-inch sockets, not, like, a little, like, eighth-inch socket. It was, it was I a want ten, it to be, like— It was a 10 mil. Okay. For those of you who know how— can can you do that, conversion I mean, in your heads? No, you know how much ten millimeters is? Yeah. That's like getting hit in the face with a battery. It is, yeah. For the record, ten like mil like ten a, millimeters like is about a, three seven inch. Like yeah, like a 
Okay, so it's like a, a double A battery, or yeah. maybe like it a, hit a C battery directly on the. It, it's about a double A battery. Yeah, it hit directly on the bone too, which like for it not being so much, it was excruciatingly saying, painful. This is so. What you're saying is that the socket hit your socket. It did. Yes the the ten millimeter socket really, hit my eye socket, and it was horrible. It really socked it to you. <laughs> nice. The yeah, socket so, socked uh, it to your socket. <laughs> yes. Oh man, you're such a dork, and it's awesome. But yeah, so this weekend I spent uh, like That's quality just, comedy. What are we talking about? Stand up. That's yeah. your socket socked it to your socket. <laughs> I mean, come on. What else do you want in this podcast? Right. Awesome. So good. All right. It is yeah. So, so good. keep going. Two but yeah, two so I, uh, I I I pretty much treated my exhaust. Uh, I added what's called a cross pipe that connects the two into the uh, exhaust manifold, and then put an up pipe because the factory one. Literally falls to pieces eventually, and then you have no more boost because you don't have any exhaust going to the turbo. So the, tur- the up pipe connects the exhaust manifold to the bottom of the turbo. I have a turbo bag exhaust in my car. I redid every single gasket in the whole entire exhaust system because I don't want to have Wait. any leaks because that'd be bad. I had slow down, to slow down. What I didn't hear where the flux capacitor went in. Did I, I haven't installed it yet. I'm working on it. Okay, good. Yeah. I have a bunch of garbage that can fuel your car now, so that's good. That's so true. Keep going. That was um, impressive. Keep going. Like thank you. Uh, I also had to, had to um, I figured out that the, uh, so once you get past the mass airflow sensor, you're not supposed to have any openings in the intake before the turbo because that'll mess with your readings. Uh, so the previous owner had just one of the ports completely open on it. And uh, the port on the other side of the, uh, what's it called? The boost control solenoid was also wide open. So I had to run tubing for that. Had I had to rerun one of the tubing, going to the, um, uh, wastegate so that I can actually get good readings, which actually improved my gas mileage somehow. Don't know how that happens. Um, I had to redo that. I had to run the wire and install the Cobb access port, which is the piggyback system to actually tune the car the right way. And tomorrow, uh, they're going to do a pre-dyno inspection and also install my new fuel pump because the stock fuel pump is about 65 liters per hour, uh, which really isn't all that much to meet the demands of a turbo vehicle. So they're installing one that I got that's 300 liters per hour which is going to be much better um it's not necessarily going to make more power but it's going to give the engine what it's asking for so uh i'm ready for tunes day which is wednesday i like it could you could you just quick repeat all of that i was taking notes and i didn't i didn't catch like part of it and i know like people that that are listening that we're taking notes as well might appreciate that just yeah so uh, i started out with the cross pipe oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the joke's on you i can repeat all this I know. That's the scary part is you can literally recite that all over again. Yeah. Not even reading off notes. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Like you're literally not okay. Yeah. Like you're literally not okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm an I engineer, dude. That's, that's so much. I love it. I also, uh, I set a new record for myself. I changed my oil in 15 minutes today. I've never, and, and that includes getting up off the ground, changing the oil and putting it back on the ground. 15 minutes. Never done that before. So. That was cool that I got to change my oil. What is happening? Why did you do it? Like, seriously. I I don't have the the previous owners, for some reason, like, ripped apart the wheel wells and don't have the bottom deflector on it. So I need to get new ones and install that. So, like, getting all that apart and changing the oil super fast and super easy. Anyways, I'm talking a lot. Joe, what are you into? Oh, man, I'm into something that's way, way, way more technical. This is, uh, let's get out your journal and sharpen that pencil, everybody. I am into the newly available second place beanies. Yeah, we introduced awesome. these on the Polar Vortex Day uh, a Wednesday ago. 
Um, but we could go Wednesday and uh, Wednesday. got a bunch of orders in. And so I wore mine today, picked them up and they look great. They, they're warm. They keep your, they keep your cranium warm, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, so there, we'll put a link in the, uh, in the old, uh, Facebook post and even somewhere else too, wherever it'll be, it'll be on. If you want to send that to me, Joe, I can also put a link in the description of this podcast for people to go and bing, click on the link in the podcast. Yeah. Yep. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's what I'm into. It's, uh, it's, you know, the swag at second place has kind of got its own mind and its own like run that, that it's going on. So we've got sweatshirts yeah. and all that fun stuff, but it's, it's kind of fun. It, it's not overtly like, I love, I love second place. You know, it's not really like that. It's just more so like just cool stuff to wear and feel like you're a part of the community. So yeah. an interesting fact, yeah, I'm the only person with a V neck second place t-shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been I'm, a lot of, I'm difficult like that. Yeah, I know. There's some serious outcries right now for a V-neck. So oh, come you spring, they're gonna. You're not gonna be the only one, my friend. That's exciting. So, yeah, it is. But um, you're still special for now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, after that, though, I'm not special anymore. No, no, no. You're still special. <laughs> I mean, to be anybody that can recite what he did, like all that stuff, technically to his car. That was just this weekend. There's been plenty of other stuff I've done to the car too. Yeah, I talked about my uh, 60,000 mile service that I did. That was fun. Thank God Randall came over and helped. Yeah, check check back a couple podcasts ago to listen to that one yeah. if you want. I don't know what number that was, but what number is this one, by the way? This is podcast number, number 88 at Second Place Ooh, Church. Double eights. Yep. 88 podcasts. I feel like for 100, you have to do something special. I agree. Oh, yeah. We should have to do something special for 100. Yeah. Let's get there sooner than now. later. Three months from now, it'll be like March, April, May, be like mid May. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely do something special. So speaking the of something special, for those the Centennial that. Centennial podcast. There you go. Yeah. That'd be amazing. We can uh, hope maybe get a guest that used to go to our church a long time ago to come on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe we get Moses or something. Yeah. Methuselah. Um, She's there you go. Yeah. Hmm. So should we talk about the mis- the message from this past weekend a little bit? Yes, that is a great idea. Side note, for those that are listening that tried watching the live stream, my apologies. There's a huge firmware update, and uh, I'm still working through that. It had some issues, and we were getting some really bad sound because I couldn't use the USB. Anyways, message. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, we'll get that. It's not quite up, but by the time people hear this, it'll be online, so hopefully yeah. we'll be able to hear it. But, I mean, the high-level summary is that we started a new series called We Are Second, and this first week was really to kind of, like, highlight the fact, and really the whole month is to highlight the fact that we are second to Jesus. And so this one was really just really thinking about the person of Jesus and really challenging folks to um, think about Jesus a little bit differently. So I had zero slides for my for my talk because I wanted people to use their imagination and I challenge them to think of Jesus not as like on the informational side, like, oh, he's our savior, he's holy, he's loving, he's a sacrifice, he's all those things, but to think of Jesus more with their imagination and more experientially, like Jesus is a rock, Jesus is an eagle's wing, Jesus is freshly baked bread, when he says, I and the bread. So like those types of things is what we challenged um, the crowd to think about. And 
And, and hopefully the idea was that it might open us up to some things that we maybe missed or continue to miss about Jesus because we always think of him more logically and more Western culture-wise, which is much more about our head and about thinking it through informationally versus our heart and feeling it. And so we kind of talked about um, the uh, the idea of him being even the one who frees us or unbinds us from being bound and talking about him breaking chains. And then we went into worship with, uh, with break every chain at the end. So, um, that was the idea. Um, you know, I think the, the big idea that I was trying to get across was, um, just that Jesus is so much more to us and, and really is so first. So my big idea, if there was one was we, Jesus, we are second to Jesus or we are second to him because of what he is and what we are not. So we are not the way, we are not the truth, we are not the life, we are not um, the gate, we are not the the freedom fighter, the healer, the provider. We're not any of those things. And if we've lived enough life having tried to be all that, we realize pretty quickly that we can't be those things, but Jesus is. So then that kind of like automatically makes him first. And that was kind of the big idea I was trying to get across. But um, what stood out to you about the message, JP? I know the funny thing is that Michael was not there. Yeah. Um, but he just got the synopsis. So, um, but I've got some specific questions about about him for him in a, in a minute. Cool. Yeah. The, the the big thing that stood out to me is actually uh, the fact that you said let's think, let's stop, let's pause thinking in a Western manner because. We are the most functional society, and I mean that in a good way and a bad way all at the same time. Uh, Pastor Justin Kane of New Day Church, I, I really like how he puts it. We need to stop being functional and be more relational because there's so many things that we may have learned growing up in a church that aren't necessarily bad, but they're less relational focused, and, and we need to be more relationally focused in order uh, to deepen that understanding of who Christ is, because Christ was very r- relational, you know, when you look at the uh, the Gospels and, and how he functioned and how he ministered to people, he was just very relational, and um, I think, I just, I do believe that that's, you know, the big thing that you're trying to get at, you know, that yeah, we're not the biggest losers. Yeah, yeah, he's experiential. The big, the other example I gave is like, it's the difference between dissecting a frog and observing the frog in his habitat. You dissect yeah. the frog, you get a bunch of information. If you observe the frog in its habitat, you experience the frog and you can see, you get different information, but you, you experience it in a different way. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's really cool. I'm glad that that resonated with you because it is something that we just don't do enough of is really interacting because I mean, eventually it's like you get to the point where Jesus is actually like, what is he? He's a, he is someone that I have a relationship with, you know, it's not like he's this far off, you know, God that is not personal or relational in and of himself as well. So, yeah. Cause um, the, I, th- I think the big thing that, that I experienced growing up is, um, now, I'm not, like, harping on anyone. It was just kind of the reality uh, of what I was experiencing. Um, y- you're taught, you know, 
read, pray your, pray, read your Bible. Like those, and those are good things. Do them, but you, you're taught it as a formula. And a lot of time in my hard times in life, people are like, "Oh, well, you just need to read and pray your Bible, and then you'll feel great." And then I'd experience, you know, everybody knows I went through a horrible divorce. Um, I love my parents, but it was really hard growing up as their child. And so I would, I would pray, I would read my Bible, and then I would still be mad. I mean, I, I'm it's just a moment of being honest. I'm not proud of this or anything, but I remember when I was growing up and I'd, I'd get mad because of the fact that I, I literally couldn't talk to my parents about anything. They just were not emotionally available in any way. And then I'd read, I'd pray my Bible, I'm still mad. So, you know, I'm this 14-year-old punk who's mad. I just go into the garage and just start punching things because I didn't know what to do because these formulas weren't working for me. It was a functional mm-hmm. thing, and we needed to get to the point of where we're in that relationship because that's, well, that's where that healing comes in. Yeah, no, it's really good. You know, I think one of the things that I wish I would have said, I don't know if I wish I would have said, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I, like, didn't say almost on purpose um, this past week was, you know, you can do a talk about Jesus. And in the way that I was talking about him, like we looked at the passage about the fact that he is the gate, he is the way, um, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor and to, to heal the sick and all that. Well, the, the, the interesting thing about it is like, I, I just kind of leaped over the issue of, um, you know, if someone doesn't believe that Jesus was real or that he was more than a man or more than a prophet, um, it was kind of like one of those talks where I kind of just said, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time talking about why we need to believe that Jesus, when he says he is the way or he is the life and the truth, that we need to believe that. It was kind of like, I just kind of made that an assumption that we're going to take him for at his word. And I think that that was just for the sake of time and just knowing that we didn't have the time to be able to really unpack, you know, all the just apologetic reasons why Jesus is number one in our life and why the scriptures stand up and, and show us that. So, um, I, I, I think that, you know, for the most part, people were riding along with that and okay with it. But I do often think about somebody that's in the room that might not necessarily believe that Jesus is God or that he was the Messiah and are really searching to understand that. And I, you know, I hope that by by doing a talk like that, that it, it sparks questions in them that maybe if someone that they came with could could dialogue with them about, you know, those are that's always the fear. You can't ever it's a challenge as a speaker. You can't ever produce a message that's going to be able to say everything that you want to say to every single person in the room every time. And so you just kind of got to go with it. Um, and, and trust that you're going to be able to allow the Holy spirit to fill in the gaps. So kind of making, making him first in that way too. Yeah. So I, can, I, I think I can definitely the, reflect on that. Cause I could remember, yeah. uh, growing up where like the pastor would, my pastor would give a message and, uh, it's it, it either like like I'd be like, yeah, you know, that's cool. And then there's wailing and gnashing of, t- of teeth up front because of the fact that it hit somebody so hard. Whereas other times yeah. I'm like, wow, that was a great message. And everybody else is like, what do you talk about today? Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and I, I think that it's, uh, it's the Holy Spirit that really everyone has to be tuned into. That's why I pray. 
if you notice, if you listen to a message or come on a, on a weekend, you'll notice that I pray before I really read scripture, before I really dig into the, the message portion, um, because we really do need the Holy Spirit to kind of translate things into our unique situation. And a lot of times I'll, I'll give a message and I'll say, have my, my notes and I'll go through it. And then someone will come up to me and say, oh, man, God really spoke this to me through your message. And I was like, I never said that. But it's what they, <laughs> nice. it's what, it's what, it's the dots that were connected for them by the Holy Spirit. And, yeah. um, and I think that's good. I, the only thing I would say is like, it wouldn't be bad or a, a horrible thing for me to remember to like, maybe just care for the person in the room. That's, that's not necessarily believing. Um, and to be able to say, Hey, look, if you're here today, you don't believe in Jesus. I'm going to talk a lot about him today. And I just want you to know that you're welcome here. And I want you to explore who he is and continue to go after it. Um, and not to just dismiss him, but, or dismiss this message, but just to know that it's okay for you to have questions. And, you know, I hope that you're able to dialogue with, with us on those, those questions in the near future, you know? So, um, Warren McManus kind of does that too. And I, I really enjoy listening to his messages, uh, whenever I get the chance. Yeah, he's solid. He, he's yeah. so good. So I, I think Micah being on here, I mean, it would be interesting to hear from him. He's been doing a lot with the music team, and um, he wasn't in the message this weekend because he was out of town for a, um, a school commitment that he has with the Orpheus Choir. But, um, you know, we, we sing so many songs about Jesus. I mean, especially this past weekend, obviously. But, um, and, and maybe even just, like, updating us a little bit within your comments about, like, what, where you're at with the music team because you took over for Josh back in August. Um, and then he dipped in October officially and, you know, you've been kind of working and building a team and, um, inheriting a huge team, but also building it from there as well. Mm. So like, I don't know, maybe start with that and then I can kind of nudge you on the other stuff. Yeah. Well, I thought, um, something that stood out was, um, when you were mentioning the experimenting or experiencing God, um, rather than just studying him or, finding more information, gaining knowledge. Um, I feel like that's just where we are as a church. Um, and especially musically, it just feels like the last month or two, um, we've been moving towards that. Um, and it seems like to me that the Holy Spirit is doing things and um, we're really um, experiencing the presence of God uh, when we're worshiping together, not just singing, not just playing, but um, experiencing what Jesus is doing and, and the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, in these services. Um, so that's the first thing I think uh, we've been trying to focus on as a team is how do we steward and foster um, the room um, in the in the music portion, you know, because God's doing things. So what? how do we um, engage with what he's already doing? And then hopefully uh, for some of these people that maybe, yeah, like don't have the relationship with, with God, how do we give them the opportunity um, and model what it looks like to, to communicate with him through music. Um, and I think that's really, it's an awesome, um, privilege we have, you know, whether we're singing, um, lyrics or if we're playing guitars or playing pianos or drums or all those things can lead people, um, to experiencing God. So that's where we're, where we've been focusing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just as a church body, that's where we're moving. That's where we're headed. That's, that's what we're wanting to try to achieve each week is experiencing God, not just solely studying him and, and thinking about him. How has the team been evolving since taking over? 
Um, I would say we've gotten um, quite a few people that have um, maybe a little less experience in, in leading um, worship specifically, um, very good musicians. Um, so it's just a different space. You know, six months ago to a year ago, uh, I would say a lot of our musicians um, were, you know, kind of our vets. Um, and, you know, I could, I've been playing with a lot of these people for years and years and years. Um, so with all these new additions, it poses new um, opportunity to um, l- learn how to do what I just talked about. Because um, I think it's not something that um, you just all of a sudden one day wake up with that um, awareness of, but it's something that can be shown and taught um, and experienced with one another. So that's where I think it's evolved a little bit is we're trying to figure out how do we, um, as a team, continue to get better and more aware of what God's doing. Um, so one thing we've started to do um, since the beginning of the year is before um, service starts, um, we meet as a band and we'll just take about five minutes and just um, spend some time alone um, praying and just getting our hearts right. And then we'll come together um, and I'll, I'll either share something or one of the band members will share just a thought they have um, on what God's doing in their lives from that week. And I think that's just one way that we can really start to get in that zone of, of thinking outside of just, well, I have this to do and this to do and this assignment and you know this project I'm working on. And this song is going to be in this key. Yeah. And the, yeah. And, and, you know, oh, that transition didn't sound great in practice. What are we going to do? And it's like, you know, it's 945. It is what it is. And it's time to, you know, give that to God. You know, we've put the time in and it, it is so easy to just get hung up on the technicalities of everything. Um, so that's just one way that we're just trying to, to achieve that goal of, of um, heightening our awareness of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, and it's also a great time to just be together and, and catch up um, and pray for one another if that if that needs to happen. And um, yeah, it's just it's been really um, a benefit um, since we've prioritized that. So that's good. The other thing I was thinking about is like, it's really cool. And I really loved seeing that happen. I One of the things I was thinking about was that so much of our music, I think even more so now than ever, is very theological. Like it's almost like we're returning back to the days when, you know, theology would be taught through hymns. And I don't know, like, it just seems like we talk, we sing a lot about Jesus. And I think there's reasons for that. Mm. And like, I think it's because he's number one, but I also think it's because it also expands our, our experience and our knowledge of who he is. Mm. Totally. And, I, I think as I was planning the set with Jeremiah, um, there was no shortage of, of songs, you know, <laughs> that talk about Jesus, um, which can be, you know, in some ways one-sided sometimes. Um, but I think our goal this week was to pick songs that represented the whole of Jesus, not just one aspect or what he does for me or, you know, why I like Jesus so much, but, you know, who is he actually? And, you know, along with what he, he, he does give us a lot, but that's not the only aspect of Jesus. So how do we, on a, on a week where we're speaking specifically on him, how do we have a whole set that maybe pinpoints different aspects of him so that we're not just asking or we're not just 
highlighting one thing about him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I even think about the songs that we did was Jesus is calling, you know, come to the altar. Then um, the second song was Tremble, where Jesus is the one who makes the darkness tremble. So it's more about like what he does. Um, and then the last song being Jesus breaking every chain was really like almost like a who he is slash what he does type of a song. And, um, you know, even in that, I think it was kind of like almost like expounding upon the message a little bit and kind of underscoring some things for people and, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah. 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 I'm excited for the next few weeks. We've got, um, this coming week, uh, is going to be that we are second to his call. And like, we like to like make decisions and calls on stuff. And like, we're going to like do this, we're going to do that. Um, and we want things to go a certain way. But really, our job is to really be listening for what his call is in our life. And I'm going to talk broadly about that, because obviously, every one of us is in a different spot. But I'm going to be looking at Abraham and Moses and how they followed God's call and how we can do a similar thing and how hard it is sometimes to follow his call. And um, and the fact that we're like the uh, we're like the Israelites a lot of times. You know, we want to go back to Egypt. God calls us out of something that's that's bound us. And people at the end of the service were writing things down that God broke in them, like like things that chains that they had been bound by, and God broke those things. And you know, just like the Israelites would have lost their their shackles or their slavery label in Egypt, you know, they get into the desert and then they start asking to go back and. I think that that's a very similar scenario of our story where we sometimes return to the things that God has called us out of. And it's good for familiarity. That? So that, uh, that, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. It's like, why do we do that? And you know, that sort of thing. So this week is going to be really good. Um, and then in, in, I guess it'll be 10 days or so, um, on February 24th, we go to two services on Sunday, nine and 11, which is a big deal. Um, we're pretty excited about it. We feel like God's telling us to expand and, and make room. So um, there's some opportunities for folks on a couple of levels. There's opportunities for folks to, to invite. Um, we're going to have a little bit more room in each of the services. So that's going to be important to, to kind of see that invite those friends of yours that have been wondering about this place or, or asking questions about God. And the second thing that's really a big opportunity for everybody is that now we have actually opened up more opportunities for people to serve. So we need people to serve on first impressions at Historia, um, you know, in the even the um, the children's area. All those different areas are are now in need of of ser- servers or volunteers to help jump in. So it's kind of like uh, you know, just trusting God that you know this this community is going to rally around the opportunity to to see more people learn about God. And, uh, and see, like we say, every generation find their way back to him. So hopefully, um, yeah, everyone out there that's listening can, can t- jump in. And I'm guessing that we're going to live stream the 11 o'clock service, but probably yeah, that's, something to that's talk about. typically, uh, how that, how that worked out. We, we would just strictly live stream the, the, uh, 11 o'clock every week. Yeah. So I think most people so are awake by then. So it kind of. Kind of works out Makes that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anything else, sir? Sir? 
Uh, when you were talking about the music, I, I can't remember the name of the artist, but uh, that that song from the nineties. Uh, People get ready, Jesus is calling. Soon we'll be going home. Do you remember what song I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. who was that? Amy Grant or something? My it mom loved that been. song. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, we'll know. figure it out. We'll yeah. figure that out. We need that song People at church. That'd be fun. Blast Let's sing that from again the past. Yeah, if you if you sing it again, we could Shazam it real quick because it's so on. Yeah, yeah, I totally sound like her. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Crystal Crystal Lewis. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was her? I thought it was. Uh, it was I Amy mean, Grant. maybe. Yeah, it, she might have covered her. You yeah. never know. Yeah, I fully accept the fact that I'm probably wrong. I uh, <laughs> shot a black out that time because uh, there's a lot of bad music coming out. Anyways. Yeah, no, for sure. But they did well, have Mark Lowry. It, it, actually, if you want some good stand-up, look up Mark Lowry. That guy's hilarious. I got to see him at Olivet yeah. one time, and yep. uh, he he never got married. He he's just this like super eccentric dude. Um, he he lives on. A, he's got a houseboat on a lake in 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 Nashville somewhere. And uh, he, for some reason, he was saying he's like, yeah, my friends always come to me for marital advice, even though I've never been married, never had any kids. And uh, he, he's like, you know, I'm in my 50s now, and uh, my friends will come to me and be like, you know, just we just just don't seem to have a spark in the bedroom anymore. He's like, yeah. Well, uh, just remember, beauty's a light switch away. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, oh my, oh my. He's like the Weird Al of yeah. uh, of Christendom. Ironically, Weird also, Al is a Christian, but you know. And, and ironically, yeah, little known. Yeah. But ironically, Mark Lowry was on the Gaither vocal band. He was, yeah. And he and ma- he made fun he of them wrote, relentlessly. Tell him the song he wrote. He wrote "Mary, Did You Know," which is like the most covered Christmas song since it was written. What? Dude, Mark Lowry wrote out, that out song. All, every every Christmas song, out of every Christmas song, "Mary, Did You Know" is the most covered. Pentatonics. Yeah, Mark I mean, Lowry wrote that. Like Christmas, yeah, Mark Lowry wrote it. Wow, um, yeah. that's cool. Dude, mind blown, right? I got a couple of VHSs from him. If I can find them, we'll watch him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you have to also find a VCR too, though. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I don't have one. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Too funny. All right, well, so worship night is. Uh, oh, the worship Sunday. night. Yeah, this this Sunday night at six. Yeah. Be oh, there cool. and be square. Oh, well, and second actually. Way, it's a good thing you didn't. Good thing you didn't turn the podcast off because if you show up to the worship night, you're going to get a taste because we got two originals thrown down. Mem, we've played at church before. We have another one called Masterpiece that was also written at boot camp, nice. and we're gonna throw that one down. So yeah, it's exciting times. Sweet. So there's another one in the works, but yeah, not sure when it's gonna be played. Not sure when it's. It's not gonna happen this this Sunday night, but. Um, yeah, we, we need to go be... like like anthrax heavy type of metal. Is, is that yeah. is that what you're going for? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I, there's I'm a breakdown in church. Eccentric, eccentric uh, album. So yeah, mm-hmm. there, there will be true wailing and gnashing of teeth, and there will just be a massive breakdown. It'll be amazing. <laughs> there you go. And people are like, "That was such a good message." And we're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But the worship is going to be awesome. We're going to have stations. We're going to have. Um, yeah, just, just an extended time to be with God and just invite his presence into the room. And I think he's going to change some lives, man. I really do. Awesome. So, well, all right. If you, uh, if you're out there, we got to put our hands in the middle and count to three. Um, I feel like I already know we're going out on, we're going out on 
the socket socked it to my socket. That's so, right. Um, we have to go out on that. Um, so if you're working on tuning up your car right now and you're about ready to flip a socket off the ratchet with a screwdriver, aim away from your phone. face. Yeah. Yes. Aim away from your face and put one of your hands in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, you can't get the socket off when you're owning your hands is in the middle. So it can't hit, hit you in the eye like me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're out there um, just hanging out, practicing um, to be on the music team with Micah um, playing guitar, just play with one hand for a second. You'll be like and... the uh, the drummer of Def Leppard. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, I, I don't exactly. think that anybody gets that joke other than you, Joe, but it's okay. It's cool. No, that's exactly right, man. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody can complain about anything when that guy's doing what he's doing with one arm. So. Oh, yeah. Or uh, like Travis Barker when he broke his arm and he had to have it uh, in a cast for six months. Still, so, the be- still one of the best drummers I've ever seen. So what you're saying is that if you are the drummer of Def Leppard and you only have one arm then you're just gonna have to stop playing the drums and put that one in the middle play with your feet for the time being yes. until you can get the hand out of the middle yeah micah said let's go all right so on three the socket socked it to my socket <laughs> perfect one, one two, two three, three. The, socket the socket socket, socket. socket. 